0: It's almost time to crown our World Indoor Champions.
1: Welcome back to The Athletics Podcast with me, Matt King. And me, Kieran Richardson. So we continue on from the World Indoor Track preview that we've already released. And uh, we are previewing the field events in this podcast for the World Indoor Championship in Glasgow. I guess it's kind of a part two really from the one we've just released.
0: Yeah, so in the last podcast, if you've already listened to that, thank you very much. Uh, We covered all the track events. Uh, We wanted to give a separate dedicated podcast just to cover the field events. Uh, So that's what we're going to dive into today.
1: Brilliant. Um, And Advanced Apologies, really, we can't cover every single athlete you might have noticed from the last episode. And this one too, you know, there's so many, but we'll try and get through as many as we can. And yeah, hopefully we'll have a good, good episode.
0: Yes, yeah, so we've got 12 events to cover today, six on the men's side, six on the women's. Uh, we're going to go through a few of the, the sort of notable runners and riders, uh, make some predictions again and, yeah, break down the fields.
1: First, though, as always, we'll do some notable news. Um, any headlines? Really, there's only been a day so since we've last recorded, but anything happen? Yeah,
0: so not much in terms of on the track or in the field, but some notable news in the last hour or so as we record. Confirmed today, World Athletics have announced that the 2027 World Outdoor Championships will be hosted in Beijing. So, Beijing obviously has already hosted the Olympics previously in 2008 and also hosted those same World Outdoor Championships in 2015. So, you know, it's got good history, good form of hosting these major events. So, you should put on another good show there uh, in 2027 and um, will mean back to back uh, World Championships out in Asia following Tokyo 2025. Uh, we've heard rumours of World Athletics wanting to put something on in 2026, that sort of in-between year where there's no Olympics and no World Championships, so we'll we'll wait and see. But yeah, announced today, uh, we just wanted to cover off the top, uh, that Beijing will be the host of those 2027 World Outdoor Championships. And with that, I think we'll dive straight into the field action.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's start off with the high jump. We'll start with the men's. Um, Is this the straight final or is there rounds?
0: Yeah, so everything we're going to be covering today is straight finals. So unlike most of the track events where there's heats, um, with the exception of the 3000, all the field events and the multi-events are all straight finals.
1: Brilliant. So just looking at some seasons best going into this uh, event, we've got Wu leading the way with 2.33. No surprise there really? No, I think he's probably the strongest athlete on paper.
0: His PB is slightly lower than a couple of the athletes competing, but um, Prosenko and Thomas, who have the best PBs in the field, are are now I think it's fair to say getting on and past their prime. Um, So Wu has the best PB of the remaining competitors. So not surprising to see him uh, there at the top of the start list and probably there come
1: the end. Yeah, absolutely. A great, great high jumper. We've got three Europeans on a 2.30. So, Pocha, Stefala, Doroshuk.
0: Yeah, so a good, strong European contingent there. Uh, Tobias Pocha, we've seen uh, the other two relatively new names uh, at this level, both still quite young athletes, just 22, both Stefala and Doroshuk, second two 2.30 personal bests this season. I think it's probably relatively open, to be honest. Like the top five on the star list are all separated by three centimetres. And high jump is one of those things with such fine margins where, you know, it only takes you to make a mistake and you can bow out at an earlier height, or, you know, you get that extra one or 2% bang on right on the day and you can set sort of new season's best, new personal best. So I think it'll be quite close. Um, and there's definitely that strong contingent of Europeans in the
1: mix. And of course, the New Zealander, uh, Hamish Kerr. Yeah,
0: so he competed outdoors already uh, on the scene in New Zealand uh, with a two twenty seven outdoors, so well below his PB of two thirty four. But if he can just find another couple of centimeters, he's probably going to be in the mix. We're probably looking around that kind of two thirty mark to make the medals. So it's definitely within his reach and his capabilities based on
1: what he's done previously. Absolutely, he's definitely always in the mix. Um, anyone else who should keep an eye on? Yeah, I think one that we haven't mentioned so far that's definitely
0: going to be in the hunt is Shelby McEwen of the US. He's joint top of the start list on season's best has also jumped two thirty three, along with Wu. Um, So yeah, if he's able to recreate that form, then he's another one that's going to be uh, right there in the mix. And we've already seen him compete uh, on the European circuit this year. So we know that he can come across the pond and deliver good marks in Europe. So I think there's no reason to think he won't do it again.
1: We'll be in that middle hunt. Again, like the track preview, we'll do some predictions and probably to make it look a bit silly, but um, it's all a bit of fun. So please take mine at least with a pinch of salt. Um, I'm going to go for Wu to win. uh, Second, Kerr. Then I will take Shelby McEwen. How about you?
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good pick. I think Wu will probably just have the better of McEwen but I think McEwen's looked brilliant so far this year so I think they will be the one two in that order and three I think is really open. I am going to go for perhaps one of the new new names on the seam and go for Doroshuk of Ukraine
1: to get that bronze. Okay, moving now on to the women's high jump. Uh, we mentioned in the first episode Mahuchik and Odislaga are looking really good this year.
0: Yeah, so those two already have a bit of daylight between themselves and the rest of the field, jumping 204 and 203 for Mahuchik and other respectively. The best of the rest is a 197, uh, which both Cunningham and Topic uh, share this season. So quite a gap between the top two and the rest of the field in this one.
1: Yeah, and it's only those two above that tricky two metre mark in the starting list that have achieved it this year. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to
0: see how Olislaugas does. Both those marks that she's jumped so far this year, uh, the 203 in Canberra and the 199 in Melbourne were uh, outdoor meets in her home nation. So making the long journey to Glasgow to compete indoors, we'll see whether that affects her at all. But I think she'll be there or thereabouts.
1: Very true, that'll be interesting. Is it a question of who can get the third place medal, really, with Mahuchik and Olislaugas keep jumping like they are doing in great form? I think so. I mean,
0: we've got three other athletes in there that have jumped 202 outdoors in the past. uh, Cunningham that we've mentioned, plus uh, both Eleanor Patterson and Yulia Levchenko. So if they can refine that form, they'll be there in the mix. Um, Or, you know, it's the high jump and definitely people can have an off day and there's a chance that either Lagas or Mahuchik are not quite at their best and are closer to the rest of the field than we perhaps expect. So it's not a foregone conclusion, but I think probably... The rest are competing for the bronze, but
1: we'll see. Okay, moving on to the predictions. Who have you got for this? I think it's going to be a really interesting one. I think
0: I think I will go Mahuchik to defend her title uh, and take the gold, but I don't think it'll be a walk in the park. I think Olaslagas will bring her A game and take that silver just behind her. Bronze, as we've said, open, but I think... It's sort of youth versus experience between Cunningham and Topic. Uh, and I might give it to the, the 18-year-old Serbian to, to snatch that bronze.
1: Awesome. I've also gone for Mahucic and Oleslaga's, uh Mahucic first, Odisalga second. I will take Cunningham then. I think <laughs> if you go on Topic, I'll take the American Cunningham. So we close in those hydrum events, but now moving on to an event that probably won't be as close, the men's pole vault. You know, Mondo Duplantis is in his own league, incredible athlete who just looks unbeatable at the minute.
0: Yeah, I think if you look at the start lists based on season's best, it looks like he's not that far ahead of the rest of the field. He's jumped 6.02 so far this season versus Chris Nielsen's 6 metres. But I think that is a bit of a, a misguide almost. We saw Duplantis have a real good go at the 624 world record in France uh, last week, and on his second attempt, was so close to getting it. So we know that he's in form to go way higher than 602, um, and I think probably towards heights that are just not realistic within uh, within the grasp of the other
1: athletes at the moment. Even though he probably isn't looking as good as we expect right now, even on a bad day, he beats his competitors quite comfortably, right?
0: Yeah, I think it was a slightly slow start to the season by his very high standards, That that is. Um, and as as you say, not looking as good if you just look at the marks he's recorded. That 6.02 is pretty modest by his standards. But I think he'll be very encouraged from that performance in France where he came really close on that world record attempt. So I, I fully expect that he will wrap up the competition and more than likely put that bar up again to a,
1: a 6.24 world record height. Hopefully that will be really, really good to see. The two Americans, Nilsson and Kendricks, they're looking really good too, right? Yeah, the Americans have always got strong pole vaulters, uh,
0: all the riches they've got there with Nilsson, Kendricks, Casey Lightfoot, uh, Austin Miller, some of the others, um, really strong, pushing each other on. Uh, And I think they'll be pushing each other here as well. And I think I would probably expect to see one of them in the medals, at least, who, who out of those it would be could be either of them i think they've both got a great case not going to hang medals around both their neck because there's also some strong competition from well across the world it's a really global event with philippines france australia um, all in the mix
1: as well talk about the philippines obiena he's always in contention it's just that six meter mark which seems to stumble him sometimes do you think he needs to get over that height to be in the medals this weekend if he does obviously it'll be a pb2
0: Yeah, so his outdoor PB is six metres, bang on, and we touched on it when we spoke in the first episode about it being a bit of a psychological barrier for both Obiena and and all of these athletes. Uh, I think it's going to take close to six metres to get a medal. It might be that the bronze is won in sort of 595, something like that. I could see that being the case, but equally I could see a case where Duplantis, probably one of the Americans go over six meters Thibaut Collet France has looked really good as well and has steadily improved and knocking on the door of that six meters now too so I can see a world where all three medals are in the six meters so it's gonna take something like that I think to medal but possibly a 595 could just
1: sneak you in there on absolutely and you just mentioned Thibaut Collet and also someone else mentioned Austin Miller both setting PBs they're ones to watch yeah,
0: I think so. Um, Austin Miller, we haven't seen compete that much outside of the US, um, but interesting to see if he lines up how he goes. Uh, and Thibaut Collet is definitely in great form, set that new uh, 592 PB just last week in that meeting in France that we talked about with De Plantis. Um, and that's going to be knocking on the door, as we've said, so he's going to be there or thereabouts. Okay, who have you got for this one then? De Plantis has got to be one of the biggest favourites of the whole weekend, I think. Uh, so he's my gold medal pick. Behind him, I'm going to go... I think Nielsen is more consistent, but I think Sam Kendricks has looked a bit better this year than he has the last couple of years. And if he can get it right on the day and pull out a big one, I think he could go over six metres for the first time in, in quite a while. So I'm going to pick him for the silver. And... I'm going to say Cole. I think he's in great form and is on the upward trajectory, so I think he could go higher again and sneak that bronze.
1: Brilliant. I'm also going for Plantis. I think you'd be brave to go against that, um, especially if everything goes to plan. He's in the league of his own. Um, second, I've gone for Nilsson though. Um, like you said, consistent, and I think he will he'll get second, third. I'm going to go for Obienna. Whether he gets over six, we'll see. But, yeah, I've got him in third. And moving on to the women's pole vault. This is an exciting one. Really looking forward to it. Great names, really close. It'll be good to see what happens. So it's really close on the season's best, in the um, top seven in the start list. Only separated by centimetres, really. We've got Molly Caudry on a 486, uh, which he set as a world lead and personal best in Rouen in France. Eliza McCartney on 484. Alicia Newman on 483. Also on 483 is Bridget Williams. We have Sandy Morris on a 482. Wilma Myrto on 481. And Katie Moon on 480. Yeah, really close.
0: Yeah, so seven athletes, they're separated by six centimetres, which is, you know, one height or less than one height in the pole vault. So... I think it's going to be really close and we're probably going to see countback come into play here in this women's uh, event. Important to clear those lower bars first time. Um, and then I expect you'll probably need to see one of those women improve the world lead again to actually take the gold and probably knock on the door of 490 to win it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Clearly it's ideal to have a great indoor season. So season bests are important. That's what we've got to go off of. But it is what you do on the day to get that medal.
0: Yeah, I think they are. They're all in good form. Some about half those athletes have set their PBs this year. A couple of them have jumped higher, knocking on the door of five meters. So Sandy Morris has the best PB of the field at five meters outdoors, followed by Katie Moon four ninety five, uh, and Eliza McCartney's also been over four ninety four in the past. So we know a few of them are already capable of hitting those four ninety heights. But it's the the ones that are sort of emerging this year that almost look better, I think. Like Molly Corddry with that 486 and then Bridget Williams bursting on the scene. Alicia Newman, we know, is a great athlete. It, it's anyone's game, really. I think you could have any three of those seven in any order and it would be like,
1: you know, it wouldn't look like a completely daft pick. So probably one of those seven, really, to get the medals.
0: Yeah, let's not completely discount the others, but I think Angelica Moser is the next best of the the lot in terms of start lists on on season's best with a 473. Uh, Nobody else in the field has jumped over 470 this season. uh, And I can't see medals at 470 with the calibre of athletes competing here and how how well they're pushing each other on this year. I think they're going to need to be up around
1: 480. Brilliant. And on to your prediction for it.
0: Yeah, it's a real tough one. Um as I said, I think you could have any of them in any order. I think Molly Caudry obviously has the home crowd, has the world lead, um, looks brilliant. You've got Katie Moon that always rises to the big big championships. I'm gonna pick her to do the same again. I think Katie Moon will take the gold. I think it's a tough one. I'm actually gonna go for Eliza McCartney to take the silver. Uh, and
1: Molly Caudry to get the bronze oh interesting interesting I've got the same three in a slightly different order Um, we didn't know what each of us our predictions were so um, I've also got Moon in first though I think she could definitely be up there great great athlete I've got Molly Caudry second and I've got McCartney third
0: yeah surprising after Oh, we'd said about seven of them being in the mix and we've gone with the same three. We've we'll chosen um, three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see how right or or not
1: we are. Okay, moving on to the men's long jump. We've got Mattia Filani, the youngster, the Italian, currently in the world lead with an 8.34.
0: Yeah, so he heads the start lists ahead of Miltiardis Tentoglu at 8.26. Uh, Filani is a name that people close to athletics that have been following this sport... Um, we'll have seen emerging through the junior ranks and his potential has been clear for a few years now. Uh, so not particularly surprising to see that 8.34, but but great nonetheless to see the 19-year-old produce that kind of mark. Um, and if he can do similar again come Glasgow, then he's going to be there or thereabouts. Although I, I feel like Tentoglu will potentially rise to the challenge and improve on that
1: 8.26 relatively modest mark by his standard. I was going to say, yeah, Tentoglu, would you say he's really the favourite even though it might be close, but he should be winning this maybe.
0: Yeah, I think if you look at sort of what he's won before and his pedigree, then he'll definitely start as the favourite. He won out in Belgrade last time with a what was a world lead at the time, 8.55. Uh, and if he can do that again, then I think it's going to be pretty tough to beat. There's a couple of other athletes in the field that have jumped over 8.50 in the past outdoors. So Todge Gale of Jamaica at 8.69 previously. Uh, and Jarian Lawson of the US, who's jumped 8.58 previously. Both more modest this year indoors, uh, just over eight metres, but certainly have it in their locker if they hit hit their best in time for the championships that they could challenge. But I think if if anyone can hit that sort of 8.50 mark, it's going to be tough to beat.
1: We haven't seen any from Wang this season. What can we expect from him?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's another athlete with a really good solid pb of 847 outdoors as you say an unknown quantity so it would be a brave pick i suppose um but if he's there and lining up it suggests he can be in the mix and backs himself to be competitive so yeah it's definitely it wouldn't be a total surprise to see
1: him in the mix either is there anyone else maybe we should be watching maybe mcleod
0: yeah so mcleod sits third of the entries this year, haven't jumped 8.20, but another athlete that's jumped 8.40 in the past. So yeah, I think he's another one that's definitely going to be in the mix. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to call. I could see a world also where the minor medals are won around kind of 8.10, 8.15 if it isn't a lightning hot competition. And if that's the case, then you get you know quite a few athletes that come into play and, and could be there. Um, but McLeod for sure is one that's going to be in the hunt.
1: Brilliant, and your predictions for this one? Tentoglu,
0: with all that experience and that championship pedigree and his ability to, even when he's not looking great in the, the early rounds, to pull one out of the bag when he needs to. Um, I'll have him as, as one. It's a tough one with the rest of the field and the minor medals. I think I'll go McLeod for the silver. Uh, he's looked marginally better so far than his compatriot, Toje Gale. And I'm going to back Fulani, the youngster from Italy, to to put in a solid performance
1: and bag himself the bronze. Brilliant, and like the last um, event, I've also gone for the same three, but I'm going to go for Tentoglu first, I'm going to go for Fulani second and McLeod third.
0: We definitely didn't see each other's picks before. This is just coincidence and probably a terrible sign for those athletes that we're picking. (laughs) Um, But hey, we'll see.
1: Moving on now to the women's long jump. First of all, I've just got to say, can't wait to see... Tara Davis-Woodhall. What a bundle of energy and that'd be amazing to see her at Glasgow. You know, her energy is contagious. We love to see it. She's topping the world lead at the minute with a 7.18 and that's a PB2 for her, quite ahead of the others.
0: Yeah, she is. I mean, you say can't wait to see her, totally right, but also just can't wait to see what she does on the long jump runway. As you say, that 7.18 is... Uh, fantastic new PB this year and at the moment is a long way ahead of the rest of the field, if we're being honest. Uh, She's 27 centimetres clear of her nearest challenger on the start list, which is a a big gap in long jump terms. Uh, See if she can get anywhere near that uh, mark and it'd be great to see her go over seven metres. And if she does, I think she's probably going to get the gold based on what we've seen of the other athletes uh, so
1: far. And the Nigerian broom is the only the woman jumped over seven metres.
0: Yeah, so she's jumped well over seven metres in the past, actually. 7.17 uh, outdoor mark. She's jumped 6.84 this season, which puts her third on the list of uh, competitors we're going to see in Glasgow behind Asani of Germany, who's jumped to 6.91, uh, equaling her outdoor PB this season. So I think Bruma has definitely got a a chance of being on the podium, taking the silver. I think she's going to have to improve on that 6.84 or hope for... Quite an off day from Davis
1: Woodall to, to get the gold, though. There's a bit of a jump between the top half of the season's best and the bottom half of the season's best in the um, line-up. We have Gardasevich and Diame on 6.69. And there's a little jump down, well, pretty big jump down to Diana Leste on 6.50.
0: So we've got nine athletes, as you say, uh, at 669 or above, um, who are probably the nine that realistically could be in the medal hunt. I think everything, uh, everyone from Diana Leste's 650 and below this season is probably um, not going to be in the mix. Although a couple of those athletes have jumped over 680 in the past. If they can find that form, then they definitely could challenge. But I think based on current form, there's those nine that could be in the mix. And I think 6.75, 6.80 could be enough to sneak you uh, that bronze medal. One we haven't spoke about. Uh, we talked about Falani in the men's long jump Italy with another strong entrant here. Uh, another relatively young athlete, Larissa Iappuccino, saw her do some great things last year, is knocking on the door of seven metres herself, having now jumped 6.97 outdoors. Is already in pretty good form this year, jumping 6.80. Uh, so I think she'll be in the mix as well. On to predictions.
1: Have you got Tara winning it?
0: Yeah, I think... She's so far ahead of the rest at the moment. You can't give it to her, but she's a strong favourite
1: for sure. And second and third?
0: A tougher one. I think I'm going to go Yappuccino for the silver. Um, I think she's proved she can be pretty competitive in some of the big Diamond League meets and and other major events. And bronze, I will go... I'll go for Asani, a bit of a new name, um, but obviously in very good form this year.
1: Awesome. And I will also go Tara first, but a little different in my second and third. I've got Broom in second and Asani in third. Now on to your old stomping ground back in the day, Matt, the triple jump. Yep, taking me back to my amateur level,
0: county championship triple jump. But yes, I think... We talked in the first podcast that we recorded that it had been slightly down relative to some of other events in the past few years. We have now seen a couple of athletes uh, jumping pretty solid marks so far this year, but unfortunately not able to compete in Glasgow as they're in the process of switching uh, allegiance in time for the Paris Olympics. So heading the field of those athletes we're expecting to see in Glasgow this year is Zango of Burkina Faso, who's jumped 17 21, uh, an athlete that's jumped over 18 metres in the past, so definitely has pedigree um, and has won major championships before, um, but only marginally ahead of his nearest challenges based on the world list so far. You've got Tricky of Algeria just behind him at 17-18 um, and Ponvian of France at
1: 17-13. And five out of 15, so a third, not setting any indoor marks this year so far. Who can we see or expect out of them to be higher up on the day? I mean, I think your guess is as good as mine, really. Like, as you say, we've got no
0: indicator of how they're performing to to know. Yeah, I mean, they've all jumped relatively close personal bests as well. You've got uh, Zhu of China, the best of them in terms of personal bests at 17.57. Um, Dos Santos of Brazil has also jumped over 17.50 in the past. And Donald Scott of the US uh, has jumped 17.43 in the past. So if they're able to get anywhere near that, I think they'll definitely be in the hunt, I think probably something in the region of 1730 is going to be enough to to get you a medal maybe even slightly less than that and any predictions going into this i think zango will prevail i think he'll need to jump more than his best of 1721 but i think he he will do that and take the gold i think it is wide open behind that um really tough one to pick i think lazaro martinez of cuba has only jumped 16.87 this year, but has a best of 17.64 and the Cubans are always really good at the triple jump and show up for the major championships. So I'm going to pick him as a bit of an outsider um, and put him in for the silver. Uh, And bronze, I think Algeria's tricky has been pretty consistent and there or thereabouts for a while without
1: having that that big breakthrough. But I think you might get the bronze here. I've also gone for Zango um, in first place and I've offered tricky... In second and in third, Vion. I know it's probably the quite obvious from the um, world leads, but yeah, that's that's what I think we'll end up with.
0: Yeah, but I think it would be close and would be fascinating battle, even if we don't necessarily get the the huge distances in that one.
1: And moving on to the women's triple jump, there are some bigger gaps in the season's best between these athletes compared to the men's triple jump and other events we've mentioned so far. Should it be a bit closer on the day? Yeah, I think there's probably a smaller shortlist of athletes that
0: could medal, but I don't think it's completely nailed on who those medalists will be. Perez Hernandez of Cuba will definitely start as the favourite. She's 26 centimetres clear of her nearest challenger this year. Uh, So I think it's hers to lose, but I think it's definitely all to play for. Behind her, and if any of those athletes can uh, up their game slightly for the championships, they could themselves snatch the gold. You've got a couple of good Americans, Katura Orgy and Jasmine Moore. and Hernandez's teammate, uh, Leodama's purveyor of Cuba, is also always dangerous, although not quite on her best form yet this year. And I wouldn't write off Dominica's Theo Lafond either, who's already posted a really good 1460 this year.
1: And Caesar's bests are a really good indicator of where athletes are currently in how. They're performing right now, but by no means the be-all and end-all, as we said before, is what happens on the day. Anyone else maybe to mention that haven't got quite the best, season's best so far?
0: Yeah, I think there's a couple of athletes with real good pedigree that aren't quite at the best this year. Charisma Taylor of Bahamas uh, has jumped just shy of 15 metres with a PB of 14.88, but uh, hasn't quite hit the 14 metre mark this year, season's best pretty modest 1392 uh, so needs to make big improvements to challenge for the medals but it's possible uh, and kimberly williams is really experienced we've seen her on the circuit lots and and in the major medal shake-up um before only jumped to 1383 so far this season so another one that's really got to find a lot more form to challenge in the medals but she's definitely someone that has the experience so it's just whether you know whether she's got the performance in her legs to challenge. And. Who have you got for this in your predictions? I think I'm gonna go for a Cuban one-two. I think for like slightly boring, keep picking the clear favourite as as number one. So I'm gonna actually shake it up here and go Pavea to to hit big season's best and actually beat her teammate Perez Hernandez uh, for a one-two for Cuba. Uh, I think third is gonna be a close one. We've mentioned the two Americans. We've mentioned the Fond. Uh, we haven't mentioned Spain's Pelotero Compiore, who I think will also be in the mix. But I'm going to give that
1: bronze to,
0: I think, Theo Lafond of Dominica.
1: Brilliant. And I'll be the boring one. Go for the favourite then. I'll go Perez Hernandez first, with her Cuban counterpart as well. Second, Povea. And third, oh, not too sure. i am probably go, let's take the American Jasmine Moore. And moving on to the men's shot put now, we have Ryan Krauser storming away with the world lead of 22 massively ahead of Fabry, Walsh and Campbell, the people that should be fighting behind him.
0: Yeah, so they're the four athletes that have been over 22 metres this season, headed, as you say, by Krauser. Uh, We've actually got 10 athletes in the field that have been over 22 metres at some point in their life, so... It's been a really strong event for a few years now and uh, this year is looking no different and it's probably going to take a 22 metres to win the medals, which was what we also saw last time in Belgrade. The winner last time round was actually Darlan Romani of Brazil, who's only thrown 21-10 this year, so he's going to have to go some. But I think Krauser will, will be particularly hungry for that gold, having had to settle for silver last time.
1: I was going to say, even though Krauser is you know, storming away with it at the minute and he's looking dominant, he is beatable when he has a bad day.
0: Yeah, and when we say he has a bad day, it doesn't have to be that bad because there's a lot of really super strong athletes just behind him that if Krause was only a little bit off his game and throws a sort of twenty-two fifty, then some of the others will think that's gettable. Like they've they've thrown it in the past or near to it in the past, and we've got a couple very close to it already this season, as you say. I think it is his to lose. I think he's in great form with that twenty-two eighty. And of course has that insane world record twenty-three fifty-six in his locker. Um so at his best is definitely better. Uh, than the rest out there. But I don't think he's going to have it all his own way. And
1: we'll have to will have to definitely earn that gold medal. Yeah, that should be interesting then, for sure. Um, who else might we see? Zane Weir of Italy? Yeah, so two really strong Italians. Fabri,
0: we'd already mentioned, of course. But Zane Weir is right there as well. Uh, 21.84, so fifth best of the competitors based on season's best. Um, has also thrown well over 22 metres previously. Uh, lifetime best of 22.44. So I fully expect him to be in the mix as well one we haven't haven't mentioned yet is Tom Walsh's teammate Jack Gill of New Zealand uh, yet to set a mark this year but another athlete that's thrown over 22 meters uh, in the past probably a bit of an outsider for a medal but definitely not uh, completely out of the question
1: and how have you got this in your predictions
0: this is another one where I'm going to go the favorite to take the gold I think Krauser having not won it last last time round and looking so good already this year uh, will definitely be hungry and I think he'll take that gold behind him I think the Italians and Fabri in particular the last 12 months or so has looked so strong and he's in PB shape already this year so I think he will get Dilva Uh, and Tom Walsh who we've seen had to settle for fourth a few times in recent championships I think he will just edge out the others and, and get that bronze this time
1: oh interesting yeah, I've got those three as well. Um, slightly different order. Krauser, though, taking it for me. But I've got Tom Walsh in second and Fabry in third.
0: Yeah, well, that would be an upgrade for for both Krauser and Walsh. We saw Walsh take the bronze last time behind Krauser's silver. Um, so, so let's see if they can both go one better.
1: Now on to the women's shot put. First of all, just a congratulations to Chase Jackson, who's got married in the off-season. Um is it a bit of a surprise not to see her indoor best this year better than 2002? We have Jessica Schilder of the Netherlands on 2031 and Sarah Mitten of Canada on 2008.
0: Yeah, going to have to get used to seeing Chase Jackson. Um, I mean, 2002 is is a really solid throw. Anything over 20 metres is, is definitely world class um, and it's going to be there or thereabouts in the medal mix. As you say, we've got two athletes that have gone slightly further than that, so she may need to go slightly further. Um, And she's definitely capable of it, has thrown not far off 21 metres outdoors with a PB of 2076. Uh, So that 20.02 is perhaps slightly modest by her standards, but by no means hanging around.
1: And do you think we'll see Danielle, Thomas, Dodd and Ewan um, in the mix as well? Yeah, I think
0: perhaps outsiders. Uh, I think this is one where there are not that many medal contenders because there's quite a big gap between the top four or five uh, and the rest of the world based on their season's best. Um, we've mentioned the three that have been over 20 metres. Uh, you've then got Ogunlehi of Germany who's fourth ranked at 1957 and then come Ewan and Thomas Dodd. Ewan and Thomas Dodd are both really experienced athletes um, and Ewan in particular has got the big throws in her locker having a, a 20 metres PB herself. So I think of those two, Ewan and Thomas Dodd, Ewan is probably the one that I think has the better chance of sneaking in the medals.
1: And probably going to be between those top three right for your predictions, would you say? Yeah, as I say, I don't think there are many with realistic
0: hopes of winning medals. I think medals are going to be won well over 19 metres into the 20 metres, and there's only really five or so athletes that, that have got that in their locker this season. And who have you got in first, second and third? I am going to go with the big three. I was tempted by an athlete we haven't seen yet this season that's uh, a 1950 thrower herself, uh, Madison Lee Wesh of New Zealand. But I am going to go for the big three. Just a question of what order. I think Chase Jackson at her best is slightly better than the other two at the moment. So I think she'll pull a big one out and take that title. Upgrading her silver from last time to gold this time. Um, and I think Sarah Mitten of Canada will go ahead of Jessica Shielder, who comes into this as the, the
1: best athlete, but I think might have to settle for bronze. Yeah, I also think Chase Jackson will end up on top. I've gone for Jessica Shielder in second and Sarah Mitten in third. Okay, on to the heptathlon now. One of your favourite events. What about this event do you really like and why do you enjoy watching it?
0: Yeah, so our final men's preview, the men's heptathlon. I really enjoy the multi-events. I think it doesn't necessarily get all the coverage we talked in a previous episode about how it's you know, not part of the Diamond League programme, for example, and they're not the best in the world necessarily at any one individual event. But to have that versatility and that range of skill and strength and an incredible skill set and uh, arguably they're the best athletes out there competing to be able to go and run just outside the world's best times in in the sprints and then go and be able to to throw a shot put over sort of 14-15 metres and then at the end of it all go and run a middle distance race be it 1500 outdoors or or the 1000 metres indoors Uh, it's a real sort of range of of skills and not far off elite in every individual event let alone
1: when you put all 10 or 7 indoors together. Yeah really amazing athlete Uh, quite an interesting one maybe no clear favourite would I be right in saying that? Yeah I think that's totally fair we haven't got you know the two big canadians damien
0: warner or pierce lepage here uh, we haven't got kevin Meyer of france here obviously focusing on those home olympics later in the year um, and hoping to stay injury free uh, we have got the silver medalist from last time simon ehammer of switzerland here competing uh, i think he'll definitely be in the mix but just looking at names on the start list and their performances so far this year it, it should be quite a close one
1: yeah, with Ken Mullins from the Bahamas, currently leading the world lead with a score of 6,340. And that's also a PB. He should be definitely within the medals, right?
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can recreate that 6,300 score um, in Glasgow. Uh, a real breakthrough mark for him. Um, and if he is able to repeat that form, then it's going to be there or thereabouts. Last time round, and Damian Warner won the, the golden 6,489. I think... 6,400 will probably win the gold again. And I think perhaps you can sneak in the medals with a high 6,200 this time. I think it's going to be slightly lower scoring than previously, just based on, on the start lists. but still a real good opportunity for some of these athletes that perhaps haven't had global medals before to to get on the Rostrum. Uh Angletti of France, another one that's broken through with a PB of 6,230 this year. Uh, two really strong Norwegians there as well. Uh, Sander Scottheim at six thousand two hundred eighty-one points this year, and really interesting to see how uh, Marcus Root goes. He's not actually got a indoor heptathlon marked to his name, so a bit of an unknown quantity on the indoor
1: stage. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you think the chances for Harrison Williams of America? Yeah, I mean, definitely going to have to go uh, well above that. Uh,
0: at six thousand and forty-two, he's to, to figure in the medal shake-up but I think he's definitely a better athlete than that, um, and can do that. So I don't know how much better than that he'll go, but I expect him to set a PB and be close to the medal hunt, if not necessarily in, a, in the top three. Oh, that should be one to watch then for sure. Who've you got then for this? I think I'm going to go with Simone Hammer, um to take that gold. He's got the highest PB just out of everyone there. So if you can... Reaches full sort of potential, full capabilities in every event. Uh, I think it could be his. Gletty has looked really good and seems to get better with every multi-event meet that he does. Um, So I expect he'll post another really competitive mark and I think he'll get the silver. Uh, And I think it might be a a battle between the two Norwegians for that bronze. So I'm going to go for, I'm actually going to go for Marcus Root, who hasn't got that
1: indoor mark to his name so it's a bit of a wildcard pick but um I think he'll be there or thereabouts. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I was tempted to put Gletty in, like you said, you know, really, really good. But I've I have gone for E Hammer as well in first. I think that experience will prevail. And uh, not too sure fully in my second, but I have put down Ken Mullins for the Bahamas for second for me. And Sander Scottheim as my third.
0: Yeah, set to be a really, really interesting one, I think. No clear
1: out-and-out favourite in that one. And moving on to our final event, the pentathlon, we have Maria Vicente running away with it a bit of the world lead.
0: Yeah, so based on season's best at the entrance, she's uh, 140 points clear of anybody else in the field. So I think it's probably got to be pretty confident of taking a medal. I don't think she'll start the favourite. We've got the defending champion, uh, Norvitz, lining up, who's uh, previously gone 4,929 points to win that title in Belgrade last time out. So that's 200 points clear of what Vicente's done so far this season.
1: Vitz, an interesting one because no no score set for this season so far.
0: Exactly. A bit of an unknown, like I'm not expecting her to necessarily repeat that 4,900 score again. But if she can do something around the 4,700 point mark, uh, I think I'll make it a close
1: battle between her and Vicente. Yeah. And maybe some others to mention. Sophie Doctor. Yeah. So the Dutch
0: traditionally pretty good uh, in the women's multi-events and Sophie Doctor uh, flying the flag for the Netherlands here in this one been over 4,600 points previously and not far off that this season so I think that's going to be the kind of mark to win that that bronze medal so she's going to be there or thereabouts but it's quite close I think for the minor medal placings with uh Jukes of Hungary, Garavini of Italy, uh, Loban of Ukraine, Salming of Sweden, Meyer of Austria all of them this year between 4,520 and 4,590 points so hardly anything to choose between them
1: yeah, and maybe one more to mention as well, Kosciak. Uh,
0: yeah, so Kosciak of Croatia, uh, another really young athlete, so still only 17. So just really interested to see how she fares here. Set PB of 4,436 already this season, and if she can tack on another 100 points to that, it's it's not out of the question that the, that the young Croatian could potentially get a medal herself.
1: Yeah, for sure. Quite open going into um, the pentathlon then. How do you see it playing out?
0: Yeah, I think there's quite a lot of unknowns and we're again missing some of the, the big names. Um, so there's definitely opportunities for some new athletes to get medals. I think it is going to become a Vitz versus Vicente battle for gold. And I think Vitz might just have the edge and defender title, giving Vicente the silver. Uh, and I think Sophie Doctor of the Netherlands will just uh, just edge out the rest for that bronze.
1: Awesome. And I've also got Nor Vitz to get gold. Second, I've gone for presente, and third, I've actually gone for shucks. All
0: right, well, we shall see because it's set to be another really close and really open one. So, anything could happen over the five events.
1: And that wraps up the World Indoor Field Preview, and completely wraps up our both our previews before the Championships this weekend.
0: Yeah, so we've done all our talking. All that remains to be seen now is whether or not we were remotely right in our predictions. Um, Be interesting to see what goes down on the track and in the field over the next few days in Glasgow. I'm sure we'll see a few really good performances and hopefully a few surprises as well to give us plenty to talk about on our recap shows to come.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's going to be really, really exciting. I'm sure most people listening have been looking forward to this for a while and to see what happens. And yeah, so hope everyone enjoys it we'll catch you next week for a review.
0: And if you're enjoying what we've got to say, please do give us a follow. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at thatathleticspodcast at gmail.com. See you on the other side.